Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, y'all. I'm back. Today's a new day. Yesterday's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. And all we have is 24 hours. How are you going to make your 24 hours great? Well, shout out to you for listening to me. Kudos. Hey y'all, so today I want to talk about something very serious and something very real and I just want to bring some awareness to this because again, I told you I can only speak about my personal experiences, I can only give advice on my life experiences, so I want to talk about this because a post was sent to me by a good friend and it it inspired this post, this episode. So the post was, my trauma effed me up and that's why I am the way I am. So I want to discuss trauma, but trauma in the sense of mental health. So first, let's get into what trauma is. According to Psychology Today, trauma is a person's response to a distressing experience. So with that being said, I would like to say that trauma, in regards to that post, my trauma effed me up. And that's why I am the way I am. You have a decision, a choice to make regarding your trauma and your distressing experiences. No, it's not easy. No, it's not something that is, you know, something that you can do on your own. You do need assistance at times. And that's why I say it's very important that we discuss this because people try to shun mental health and the effects that it has on people. And that's why I want to speak about trauma because I believe that trauma is the beginning of a mental illness or a mental health issue, so to speak. And again, this is a humble, open, transparent space, and I can only speak to my personal experiences. So, and learning that trauma is a person's response to a distressing experience, what types of trauma are there? And I have learned that there are five types of trauma, acute trauma, chronic trauma, complex trauma, secondary vicarious trauma, and adverse childhood experiences, which they have an acronym for, which is ACE. So acute trauma basically is like a car crash, a physical sexual assault, a sudden death of a loved one, uh, instantaneous act or emotion that you're feeling because of a act that was done to you or you experience like a car crash. And then you have chronic trauma, which is persistent bullying, neglect, abuse, emotional, psychological, and sexual and physical. 
and then you have domestic violence. And these are chronic. This is defined as these experiences are defined as chronic trauma because they take place over time. Like you're bullied over time. You, you know, you're neglected over time. Abuse, it starts somewhere and ends up, you know, traumatic, as they say. So uh, that's what they consider to be traumatic, uh, chronic traumatic events. Then you have complex trauma, which is basically the feeling of no escape from a repeated or multiple traumatic events. So basically, when you feel like you can't escape the bullying or the neglect or the sexual abuse or the domestic violence, this is what they consider to be complex trauma because you feel like you have no way of getting out and it's just happening over and over and over again. And then the secondary vicarious trauma, that is taking on someone else's trauma. And they kind of class that for... Uh, physicians, first responders, law enforcement, psychiatrists, psychologists, because they're sitting and listening to people talk about their life and the things that they're experiencing. At some point in time, they may begin to internalize that or feel like they wish that they can help this person more than they are getting paid to do, so to speak. And then the last, which they consider adverse childhood experiences, it's like a loss of a parent, neglect, abuse, or divorce. And that pretty much takes place when you know you're young and you lose a parent or you are neglected by a parent or you experience abuse from a parent or your parents divorce and you internalize those emotions and feelings and it can turn into complex trauma because you feel no way of getting away from this because it's kind of what your life is. You lost your parent, you can't get it back. What are you going to do? Or, you know, you're being neglected in your home. These are your parents. If they're not taking care of you, why would someone else take care of you? Or you're being abused sexually, emotionally, physically. These are the people that brought you into the world. They love you. They're, you know, your family members. And they're abusing you and you have nowhere to turn because where do you go? What do you say? And a divorce, which is very challenging for children as well as the parents, but children internalize those emotions more than the adults because the adults are more focused on their feelings in the moment opposed to how it could affect their children. And I don't think that a child's feelings should not be considered, but considered to the fact of people, two people staying together, knowing they're unhappy. I don't think that is <clears throat> positive or healthy for a child either because you're two unhappy people living an unhappy life. What are you instilling and pouring into your child if it's nothing but negativity and unhappiness? So definitely don't, you know, not consider your child's feelings, but don't make them the considering factor because they are your child because you can co-parent. You can happily and healthily coexist and take care of your child as co-parent. So then I moved on to the effects of trauma because like I just said, and you know, a divorce and how that in a divorce, how that affects a child. But in the overall aspect of adverse childhood experiences, those things affect someone's life. And, you know, it can be detrimental if it's not spoke about or if they don't address it and they just bottle it in or they just internalize it and say, this is who I am. No, it's not. You have a choice. That's something bad that happened to you, but you don't have to become that bad experience. You don't have to become the bad life or, you know, good, bad luck that you consider to be over your family. No, you can change that. You have the, the, the option, the choice, the decision to not become your past experiences or your traumatic experiences any experience. You learn from them and you grow from them and you move on.
So the effects of trauma. So essentially, there's an disturbing event that happens. This activates the amygdala, the amygdala in the brain, which detects the threats. And then that alarms other nervous systems that they need to go on defense. So the sympathetic nervous system begins to work, releasing adrenaline and non-adrenaline non and stress hormones. And that's kind of when you go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. And you make the decision on how you're going to deal with this trauma. Are you going to fight it? Are you going to run away from it? Are you going to make it? Are you going to allow for it to keep you stagnant and in this place of unhappiness and stress and anxiety and depression and worry and fear? So <clears throat> there's <coughs> long term trauma and short term trauma. Short term trauma kind of coincides with the acute trauma like you are in a car crash and now you're kind of apprehensive about driving again you don't really want to get on a road with other cars so you know you are fearful you lose the death of a loved one and they could maybe have been riding a bike got hit by a car on a roller coaster you know life is crazy anything can happen and you lose that that person whatever they may have been doing or whatever led up to their death you may consider that to be something that you're scared of so you don't do it you won't ride a bike you won't go to an amusement park and get on rides you won't go in the water because this person drowned <coughs> excuse me so that's uh like short-term trauma then you have the long-term trauma which i think coincides with this post of my trauma effed me up and that's why i am the way i am because long-term trauma manifests as extreme anxiety, anger, sadness, survivor's guilt, disassociation, the inability to feel pain, and PTSD. So you're, you have experienced this disturbing event. Now your body is all out of whack and you don't know how to deal with it. Then you get some type of calmness or some type of composure and you think you have a handle on it, but you can't go into a crowd of people because you have too much anxiety. You have extreme anger issues because you're so upset that your mother gave you away and didn't want you but kept your other siblings. You're experiencing extreme sadness because you're so in love with someone and they don't love you. They are starting a family with someone else. Or you're guilty that you just, you survived that car crash and the your driver died and it should have been you or you guys shouldn't have went out or it should have just been someone else. Or you disassociate yourself. You no longer want to be around people. You're isolated. You don't feel like you connect with anyone. You can't relate with anyone. Or you just become numb and you no longer feel pain. Like you absolutely feel nothing. You might be able to feel happiness, but it's fleeting. It's, it comes and goes. But your your pain, it, it, you're so numb to it that you no longer feel it. And then there's those who suffer from PTSD, which is very, 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 very real. And I tell my friends and family that I suffer from food PTSD and they laugh at me, but I'm serious. With my last pregnancy, because I couldn't eat anything, I fear at times eating certain foods because I don't want to feel like that again. Although I have not been pregnant for nine months, I don't want to feel that way again. It was traumatic for me, truly a traumatic experience, my last experience, my last pregnancy. But there's other 
forms of PTSD that are far greater than my food PTSD, such as people that are in the military and they go to war and see things. We hear stories about those who were in Vietnam, those who were in World War One and Two, and the things that they experienced and how those people suffered from those things. And sometimes those people never recover from that. They really become, they internalize all of those things they experienced and they don't know how to deal with it or cope with it. And that's when the mental illness kicks in. That's when you have the schizophrenia and the uh, bipolar and, you know, all those different types of mental illnesses that people tend to shun away from having a conversation about because now you're you're being weird or now you're crazy or you're out of your mind or you're insane. No, you're a human being with feelings and emotions. You experience something so disturbing that your body can't physically deal with it and you don't know how to talk about it. You don't know how to deal with it. So you decide not to and now you have developed this mental illness that's causing you to do things that you have never done in your right mind things that you voices and all types of things it's nothing's wrong with you you need help and there are people out there that are willing to help you that want to help you and help comes in many forms there's not just medicine although there that is a form of help talking about it sometimes helps very much, although I understand that sometimes not talking about it, reliving or rehashing the traumatic details of what has caused you to feel this severe way is totally understandable as well. There's other ways to cope with that pain so that you don't have to talk about it, but you don't have to succumb to those feelings at all. So there's different treatments for for trauma. There's lifestyle changes, there's psychotherapy, trauma-informed care, psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy, and the last, the latter two more involve medicine and, you know, seeking help because you can't deal with your anxiety or your anger or your sadness or your PTSD, and now you've developed bipolar disorder and you're, you know, you're up and down and you can't deal with the mood swings or now you're hearing voices or you're hallucinating. Those things do require medicine. And just because you have to take medicine doesn't mean that you're not a human that requires love and deserves to be loved and deserves to live a very happy life. The medicine will help you. And if the medicine that you start doesn't work, there's other medicines, there's other concoctions, there's other doctors, there's other ways. So don't give up because you deserve to live a very happy life. And I am very passionate about this because my dad, about seven years ago, had a stroke and he had a brain bleed. And to this day, his brain is still bleeding. So he has a shunt and... um. When he was released from the hospital after being in a coma for several weeks, months, when he finally woke up, his present day and short-term memory were gone. He was back in the 80s and everything he spoke about was from the past. He spoke about people that had been deceased for years, talking to them and experiencing them while being in his coma. It was a traumatic experience for me. But it was more traumatic for him because his short-term memory is gone and he is now uh, experiencing dementia 
And it's very saddening for me. It makes me very sad because my dad is very young. He's not old. And for the most part, he was healthy. He did have high blood pressure, which they said was the cause of the stroke. But when I see him today and he doesn't even know what the day of the week is or he doesn't know that a couple hours ago, a family member came to see him before I got there or before I spoke to him. It makes me very sad that this is what his quality of life has come to. And the reason why it makes me sad is because when he was released from the hospital, they recommended that he go into an acute nursing home so that he can get the rehab and therapy and the medical needs, uh, medical attention that he needed to work on his short-term memory. But he was stubborn and he felt that he was too young to go into a nursing home. He didn't keep up with his medical needs his care, doctor's appointments, rehab, therapy, and now years have passed and this is where we are now and about to approach a different territory of life for him as well as those who love and care about him because he's very forgetful. He doesn't even, I won't say he doesn't know that he's in the world because he's very present and alive, but as far as present day and what's going on, being in the moment, he's definitely not here. So... That's why I want people to know that just because something has happened to you and now your brain is working a different way or it's not, you don't feel normal, you're normal because we're all different, then you need to get help. You need to seek help. You need to reach out for help or cry for help because there are people who are willing to help you, who want to help you, who love you and want you to be your happy healthy best self in this world because this world is a very very crazy place and <clears throat> aside from seeking help from doctors and therapists and friends and loved ones your creator god he loves you more than any of those above and he will speak to you and he will see you through your experiences. And I know that people say, well, God allows for bad things to happen to good people. Yes, he does. He allows for everything to happen. Good, bad, the ugly, the unfortunate, the great. Yes, he does allow for all of that to happen. And my personal spiritual feelings on that is that he allows for those things to happen so that he can get your attention, whoever you may be. It's a cry for your attention for you to reach out to him to understand why this bad thing has happened. So I admonish you to not only seek professional help from a doctor or a therapist or a friend or a loved one, but to read your Bible and to get to know God, your creator, because he knows you better than yourself. He knows you better than any medical professional or psychiatrist or a psychologist or mother or father, and he will see you through. And he will most likely guide you to the source of help that you may need to help you get through whatever you're feeling or whatever traumatic event that you are experiencing. You're not the only one to experience this. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a past. Everyone has been through something. Some have gone through worse things than others. But everyone has a story to tell where they were affected detrimentally and they had to do X, Y, Z to get to where they are today. And not everyone's willing to share that story because they might still be embarrassed by it. They might still be, you know, 
on that journey to get to that place of happiness and comfort to be able to talk about these things. But don't allow for yourself to become so engrossed in these disturbing events that your mind begins to work differently and now you're considered to have a mental illness and now you're extremely afraid to speak about what happened because you're classed as someone who has a disability perhaps or you're mentally ill or you're, you know, you're weird, you're crazy, all those negative adjectives that you might internalize. They're not you. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're smart. You're intelligent. You have a divine purpose and you have to go out there and seek it. So go be great. I love you and you have to love you too.